As we begin today, friends, I want to invite you to close your eyes. Wherever you are, just take a couple moments and still yourself. Settle your heart. Take some deep breaths in and out of your body. And now, having taken that deep breath, I want to invite you to let the scripture flood your mind. These verses from Ezekiel are so rich with imagery. So I want to invite you to hear them again, to continue steadily breathing and keep your eyes closed and imagine, imagine what is being described to us in this text. Transport yourself there with Ezekiel. As if you've just been picked up and placed in the middle of this valley. This valley of dry bone. A place which is dry and thirsting. A place of drought and desolation. A place which is filled with death and decay. A place where hope cannot grow and fear reigns where trees are bare and life struggles to flourish. A place of hunger and of longing, a place of heat and exhaustion, a place of loneliness. And having done that, seeing that place in your mind, I want to invite you to open your eyes. What did that valley of dry bones look like for you. I imagine for each of us, our brains created different images, right? We're different people and our images, our images created were probably so different from each other. I would love if you would drop in the comments today to let me know what this valley looks like for you because I'm so interested in hearing about it. For myself, when I imagine this valley, my brain goes to the elephant graveyard in <laughs> The Lion King because who knows how many times I watched that movie of a kid and that literally is a valley of dry bones. And then when I think a little bit more and I'm like, okay, what do I think this looks like in my brain and not what movie does this remind me of? I picture this place with dust everywhere, like rust red colored dust and scarce animal-like. I picture literal bones just lying around. I picture air which is so hot and heavy that it's hard to breathe because it's a place where just nothing can exist and death is inevitable. These verses from Ezekiel this week are so haunting. They grip us and they chill us and they pick us up. So we find ourselves not as readers on the outside, but as participants in this vision Ezekiel is having. And that's hard sometimes. The Old Testament can be a tricky thing to understand. This vision can be a hard thing to understand. We as people can imagine all day what this valley might look like and still we probably won't see the same thing Ezekiel sees. 
But when we read these words, we get a better glimpse into what perhaps it is God is trying to say here. We get a glimpse into the words and the things that are being spoken to Ezekiel, and we can see the valley too. Even if just a little piece of it. This vision from Ezekiel is coming from a point in Israel's history known as the Babylonian exile. The children of Israel have rebelled against the king and been displaced from their homeland. They don't have access to the temple they worship in. Jerusalem is in shambles. Israel is struggling to find its identity in the midst of physical suffering and displacement and destruction. And as a people, they're wondering, has God abandoned me? Has God abandoned us? In his vision, Ezekiel sees this valley of desolation where Israel has found itself in the middle of exile and violence. And God tells Ezekiel, these dry bones, this place where they are, it represents the house of Israel. And as the verses go on, we realize these bones, these dry bones, aren't necessarily dead. Verse 11 tells us that we can hear them cry out. That bones are dried up and hope is lost and they're cut off completely. But these people, the house of Israel, they're not really dead. But they feel like it. They feel that their spirits have died, like their souls are trapped in this place of hopelessness and thirst. Like they've been abandoned. They feel as if the flesh is falling off their bodies. They feel as if they're a shell of themselves and there is no hope. I think this text is so important for us, perhaps now more than ever, because so many of us face points in our lives or moments where our soul just feels dead where we feel like God is gone and there is no hope. Moments where we just feel there's nothing but desolation in our bodies, where all we have is emptiness and dryness and dust. And more importantly, we don't just feel it as individuals, y'all. We feel it as a society, as a community. This is what the world feels like now. It feels like we are in a valley of dry bones between COVID ramping up again and devastation in Afghanistan and continued racial injustice and, and so many other things, y'all. It feels like we are in a valley of desolation. Life has literally left us in a place where we're displaced from work, from our churches, from the communities where we felt loved, from people who we thought loved us and don't. Life is leaving people displaced from their home and unsafe in their homes. In this time of illness and scarcity and feel our soul fear, in this time of illness and scarcity and fear, our souls are struggling. We feel like we're nothing but dry bones. And oh my gosh, Ezekiel, Ezekiel feels, feels that way too. Thousands of years ago, 
people were feeling the same things and crying the same prayers out to God. In today's scripture, there are people finding themselves in a desert season. And in the midst of all of this, God commands Ezekiel to prophesy to these bones in the valley. To tell them that the Lord will prevail and restore them. That God will open up their graves, that God will cover them with skin and breathe new life into them. God tells Ezekiel to prophesy, I will help you live again. What I love about this passage is what it tells us about humanity, which is that we are a people who goes through these valley periods. This passage is honest and raw and true. It hits us in the face with the reality of the dry valley we might not want to admit we're in. We read this and we're faced with the reality that sometimes we're just nothing more than dry bones not just as individuals, but as a whole people. We confess that sometimes we are nothing more than people who find ourselves thirsting and lost and decaying. We're people who find ourselves breathless. We're people who find ourselves incapable of empathy, incapable of good, incapable of patience and angry. And there's something beautiful about naming that we are that. And naming that this valley is real and lately so many of us have probably felt like we're sitting in that and we just can't name it. But y'all that's what this is. We're choking on dust and we're crying out, God my bones are dried up. My hope is lost. I'm cut off from you and from these other people. From these people you made that I'm supposed to love, we are cut off from each other. But then friends, more than just naming the valley, I love what this passage tells us about who God is in the valley. This passage tells us that God goes into the valley with us. When Ezekiel finds himself transported into this place of dry bone and looking around at this horrific scene, he also founds that, finds that the Holy Spirit has gone with him. He looks and God is right there. This passage reminds us that when we are in the valley, God is there. We're gonna take a second to pause so that my cat can do whatever weird thing he's doing. Come here. I appreciate that you wanna play, but I need you to go play literally anywhere else. Okay. This passage reminds us that when we are in the valley, God is there too. This valley of dry bones, this place where we're exhausted and disconnected and thirsting, it's a place where God meets us. While we may look around and see nothing but dust and shortness of breath, we serve a God who reached down into the dust at the beginning of time and breathed life into it. We serve a God who keeps reaching into dust and breathing life into it and making newness. 
a God who opens graves and gives flesh to bone and hope to flesh. So our bodies might be filled with the flesh and the hope of the Holy Spirit so that we as individuals and as a community might live again. As we go forward this week, as we continue to journey into this crazy uncertain time, know that whatever valleys you and your community and this world is sitting in, God is there. Even if you can't find God, even if you're frustrated with God, even if you feel like God is much further away than you'd like God to be. Know that God is there and God, God breathes life. God's breath can breathe life into you, into these places where you just feel like there's nothing. As we keep journeying through this time of heartache and displacement, I want to encourage you to find a prayer you can say to invite God's breath into you when you need it. To a prayer you can pray when you feel dried up and far away. For myself, when I'm feeling distant from God or unsure how to pray, I I get in this place where I just feel spiritually empty and I always pray, bind my wandering heart to thee, God. It's literally tattooed on my body. Bind my wandering heart to thee. Because for me, that's meditative. It's the summary of what I long for. I want to be bound up in God and made whole when wholeness feels impossible. For you, that prayer might be something like, come, Jesus, come, breathe on me, breath of God. It might be something like, God, this sucks. Make it suck less. <laughs> it might be something more angry. Whatever it is, find something. Find something to pray to God, short and sweet and simple, in these day-to-day -day moments when you're just running out. Know that when you invite God into you, that when you invite God into these, these crazy moments, God will breathe God's breath into you and into your community. We are in our own valley of dry bones, friends. We are in a place of desolation. And I promise there is hope. There is hope in knowing that God shows up in those desolation places. There's hope in knowing that God breathes life into dust, that God makes all things new. And if you are running out, if you're sitting on E, if you have nothing else to give, know that God will breathe God's breath into you to give you life again. Thanks be to God.